Predators scratch and claw their way to a big 2-1 win over the Los Angeles Kings, and UC Soros gets some redemption. We'll recap the game on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked on Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start out with a special shout out to our loyal Locked on Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week in, week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's show, the Nashville Predators pick up a win against the Los Angeles Kings 2 to 1, a big win for a lot of reasons last night and mainly uh number 1 it was a good win. Number 2, look at the standings. Hey, Nashville Predators are back in that first wild card spot. And who do they leapfrog? The Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> I know this was such a, a big game, which sounds strange to say in the middle of January, but it really was kind of a, a big game for the Nashville Predators. You had an LA Kings team coming off of a frustrating little stretch. They went one, five, and four in their last 10. You knew, you know, they were back home after a long road trip. You knew that LA really wanted to get off the schneid, as they seem to always want to say in hockey. And uh, Nashville, you know, this is their second game in a road trip. You know, their schedule's different now. You know, the Predators went uh, through a long stretch where it was game, day off, game, day off, game, day off. Now they're in kind of a different stretch in January where they had two games or two days off. So I didn't really know what to expect from either team, quite honestly, in this game, except that the outcome was really going to matter. Whoever won this game, this game was going to matter. And fortunately, like you said, this was a scratch and claw your way to a 2-1 win for the Nashville Predators. Exactly. Let's go through the game from last night. If you're a big fan of only watching the second period and nothing else... Hey, some good news for you. Uh, scoreless in the first, Ryan O'Reilly gets the scoring started in the second period. A power play goal on a deflected shot from Roman Yossi. Uh, Drew Doughty would answer a minute later with a power play king or a power play goal of the Kings, their own. Uh, and then Gustav Nyquist gets the scoring uh, or takes the lead rather for the Nashville Predators. Uh, his 12th goal of the year, he stays hot. Uh, off a of feed from Luke Shen. Third period, lots of back and forth action both ways. Both teams would get some good chances to either, for the Predators' sake, break the game open for the Kings, get that tying goal. Uh, but UC Saros and David Riddick, who we saw for the LA Kings in net, uh, I think solid goaltending performances from both of those guys kept this a 2 1 lead for the Nashville Predators. And that would be the final score. Two one win for Nashville. And what's your one word to describe last night's game? 
My one word to describe last night's game is January 18th exercise class. Because you know, at the beginning of the year, I, I will I will frame this up in a way that makes okay. sense. I promise you. All right. You know, at the beginning of the year, we all do the, hey, this is going to be the year that I get healthy. I'm going to start working out. You sign up for the gym and you sign up for the classes at the gym. And come January 18th, you know, you're you're still sort of inspired, but you're at the point where it's like starting to take a toll. You're tired from going and working out and you're not quite seeing the results yet. And you kind of think, you know what, I might skip class on January 18th. And then you're like, no, you know what, I'm going to go. And the class just feels hard. Like the weights feel extra heavy. The instructor has you doing burpees. You know, your lungs are burning. Your muscles are sore at the end. You don't want to do the last reps in the class, but you're like, you know what, I'm just going to gut it out, finish these reps. And then you get done with this hour long class that you didn't really want to come to and that felt really, really hard. And then you're like, you know what? I'm so glad I came. Like, I feel really good. I feel tired. That was not easy, but I'm super glad I came and I did this workout class. Now, I didn't have that exact experience <laughs> last night. Let's just keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> but that is what I think that this game against the LA Kings really was for the Nashville Predators. You know, they're they're needing to sort of gut out some of these wins. We're not getting pretty wins. We're not getting style points wins. And we're at a point in the season where we all kind of know what the Predators are capable of. They just have to show up and, and perform that way. And, and against an LA Kings team, I know I just said their record was 1-5-4 and four going into the game. This is still a really good hockey team. Yeah. You know, so it was a challenging game, but I love that the Predators showed up, they gutted it out, they finished all their reps, you know, they did the burpees and they got the win. Yeah. I am going a less strenuous one word, and I am going with chess match. Mm. This seemed like a two seasoned old vets sitting on that bench in Central Park uh, with a little stone chessboard in front of them. And it was just move for move. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've talked a lot about games in, in which the Predators like really dominated possession and, and either won or lost or the other team uh, really outplayed the other team or like outplayed the Preds and, and then either won or lost that. This was a game in which neither team were outplayed yeah. and neither team did bad. Right. Like both teams, I think, really brought their A game. They were very clean with the puck. They were very possession oriented. Uh, when, you know, the Preds, you know, when, when the Kings had possession, the Preds uh, did their best to try to get the puck, but were, you know, really struggling to win that puck back because the Kings were so good in possession. Likewise, uh, we talk about the Kings having a pretty good defense in front of them. And whenever the Predators had that puck, the Predators made it extremely difficult for the Kings to kind of, you know, set up and get reloaded. So this was a lot of really good hockey from both teams. I thought. And what happened was you just kind of had move for move mm -hmm. for yeah. you know, each team. You know, we talked about it. Ryan O'Reilly got the first goal on a power play a minute later. Here come the Kings with that just counter move. You know, they, they took that, they took that, um, you know, that, that Bishop that just made the big takeout. Uh, and then the Predators countered after that. Gustav Nyquist moves his knight into check. And then it was just back and forth, you know, all night. Here come the Preds with, you know, a big sort of swarm in the third period trying to get that winning goal. David Riddick 
stopped it. He, you know, he made a brilliant move to get his pawn in the way, took out the other team's queen. On comes the kings. They're marching down. They're trying to get checkmate. And here comes UC Saros with a few brilliant moves of his own to get yeah. out of danger. And at the end, it was just the Preds that finally had that one extra piece on the board that they could finally just knock over the king and say, checkmate. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that description. And I think one of the things that I took away from this game that you were just talking about there is it was really move for counter move. And that's an area of growth that Andrew Burnett has been talking about wanting to see from the Nashville Predators, where there have been games earlier in the season um, where the Predators couldn't kind of make the counter move after they kind of took a punch in the mouth, where they sort of folded, where at the end of the period, they would sort of have a letdown. And I think we saw some maturing from the Nashville Predators in this game against the LA Kings because they really were able to do that move, counter move. They were able to respond to things like the tying goal. They were able to withstand some extended offensive zone pressure from the LA Kings where just watching it, you felt like a goal is coming. A goal is coming. They can't hold them off. And yet the Predators didn't have any sort of defensive breakdowns. Like they stuck with what they needed to do to keep the puck out of the back of the net. So I think we saw a a more mature game from the Nashville Predators against Mm -hmm. the LA Kings because they really were able to do those counter moves that earlier in the season in some games, the the Predators weren't able to respond as quickly or as well as they did in this game tonight, last Mm -hmm. night. Yeah, uh, I agree. And they that was something that Andrew Burnett has talked about. It's like those next shifts after a big moment are important. And I think we saw both teams kind of step up in those moments. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as far as I can remember, Anne, um, you know, uh, in terms of both teams performance, probably the best game both ways that we've seen uh, the national predators play in, in quite some time. Yes. You know, both, I think very, very clean games, both teams, I think realistically had a chance to win, um, you know, according to, um, you know, natural stat trick, the, the final expected goals at five on five were 1.9 for the Kings, 1.82 for the Nashville Predators. So, um, you know, the Corsi 53 to 50. So this was as evenly matched as you can get uh, as yeah. seen in the game for a long time. Um, more to get to in this game. UC Saros, his performance deserves a deep dive. Cody Glass comes back in the lineup for the first time in a hot minute. Uh, and Anne has some things to say about Ryan McDonough from what I'm being told by her. Oh, so wait. a lot to get to from this game. We'll have more recap coming up for you in just one second. First off, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. All of us are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. That's because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with top quality candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. So you know you're not going to have to sort through a bunch of people who are just clicking apply on every single job listing. You're going to find candidates that really 
help your company and can potentially be a game-winning fit. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Again, Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode's also brought to you by our great friends at FanDuel. Look, we all know the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but friends, there is still a lot of interesting football action going on, and you can get in on that action with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's a lot of different ways for you to bet. Like you can put together a live same game parlay. You can find bets in the new explore tab. You can make a parlay in the parlay hub. It's the best way to find those popular parlays and so much more. So go and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a touchdown. Fanduel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, and Nashville Predators beat the Los Angeles Kings 5-1 to one on the West Coast last night. Uh, let's talk about UC Soros. This has been a big talking point for us this season, a big talking point for a lot of the fan base. Uh, it just hasn't been the same UC Soros as we've seen in years past. You know, a lot of games in which he's given up, you know, three, four goals in the first period, uh, a lot of, you know, five goals against games sprinkled there uh, on the game sheet. Uh, his goals against average was either right below or right at 900. And remember, this is a guy that's like a career 920 goaltender. But last night, I think you saw, as our good friend Willie Donick would say, vintage sorrows. Because, you know, this, I think to me, the Preds don't win this game uh, if he's anything less than what he was last night. Absolutely agree with you. You know, we talked about kind of the the uh, moves and counter moves. There were definitely times where the LA Kings had sort of the offensive advantage. I think they came out in the first period, they came out in the second period, and they they immediately got to that early offensive pressure. And UC Saros was able to withstand that. What I think is also worth noting in this performance by Saros is that then in the first period, he went about six and a half minutes facing no shots on goal, where yeah. sort of the momentum shifted and yet was still able to be right on top of the game when the game came back to kind of his end. So I think we really did see that vintage Saros. We saw the UC Saros who seems able to just sort of be a beat ahead of the puck every game came up with some really big saves, you know, moved well in net. I think um, got some pretty good defensive support in front of him as well, which has been hit or miss sometimes with the Nashville Predators. So this really was one of those games where you finish the game and you think, now why have we been so concerned about UC Soros? Yeah. We have been concerned about UC Soros, but this was definitely one of those games where you're like, okay, he's got this. Like, this is the Soros we know and love. Yeah. I think uh, the, the solution is simple, and UC Saros gets all the road starts, <laughs> uh, and then Kevin Lankin uh, plays at home. Yeah, that's a problem solved. Yeah. Um, you know, first, two things here. Uh, first, quick shout out to David Riddick, 
Yes. Not the most beloved um, game type player for the Nashville Predators. Great guy. Uh, Great just, guy. There's a lot of people who didn't like his performance in Nashville. So shout out to him having a really good season in L.A. this season. Um, and the other thing is you mentioned the defense, the defense in front of UC Saros. Um, you know, despite giving up 34 shots, I think this was a really strong game for the Nashville yes. Predators defense. I mean, you look. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of block shots. And I know that a lot of people are, are saying it's like, well, yeah, but if you're blocking shots, that means, you know, you don't have possession, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter in this case. You know, if the other mm -hmm. team has the puck, you want to make it difficult for them to get shots on net. Um, you know, I thought there's a lot of good physical play, you know, it just not just the block shots, but I think winning puck battles in the corner. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, maybe winning some of those net front battles, not letting the Kings kind of set up in the high danger areas, especially uh, on their five power plays, um, which, yes, I know that triggers you. But, you know, and and I think it was just very good about, you know, just kind of getting bodies in areas that made it difficult for the Kings to really get dangerous chances on net. So I think it's safe to say in terms of just pure defense, not necessarily, you know, total team puck possession or anything like that, but just in terms of defense, I think maybe the, one of the better games that we've seen from the Predators. Yeah, and I think every one of the defensemen, you really saw them have moments where you think, okay, that's exactly what we need from you. Um, you know, we're going to talk about Ryan Patrick here in a minute, but, you know, Roman Yossi, who apparently doesn't play like straight up, you know what? Hello. Yeah. We'll talk about some of his great plays too in a little bit. But Roman Yossi had a great game. I thought Dante Fabro was a little bit of everywhere, doing a little bit of everything. Jeremy Lazan um, did, you know, had another good game. It was interesting. Ryan McDonough was on 1025 the game and, and was asked about Jeremy Lazan. And he was saying, you know, this season we're seeing Jeremy Lazan really navigate that fine line between playing a physical game and playing a physical game that costs your team. And right. we've seen him play that physical game in previous seasons that ended up kind of costing the Predators. He's really figured out how to navigate that. And I think we're seeing just such a good step in development from Jeremy Lazan. And we saw that last night. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Luke Shen. Yeah, All right, Luke, no, no Shen. Luke Shen's best game. Yeah, know. getting better every game. He had four shots on goal. I feel like, you know, really looked pretty good. So across the board, you know, Carrier, just everybody defensively, I think this really was a solid all-around good defensive game from the Nashville Predators, yeah. and they needed it. Yeah. You know, you talk – I want to hit on something because, you know, you talk about Jeremy Lazan playing that sort of physical game without costing the team. I think when people – hear physical game you know they think of like the grinding like the, the fights and stuff like that you know you hear physical player and you think of a guy that's just gonna you know take four strides and slam somebody in the board right. long after the puck is gone you're gonna hear like somebody just like you know cross-checking somebody in front of the net or you know like you know that kind of stuff that's not necessarily what physical game means you know you look at what jeremy lazano did this year and i think cole smith is a good example of that. When you say physical game, watch their puck battles, you know, yeah. either in the corner or along the boards and watch how hard it is to, you know, sort of maintain possession. Watch how hard it is for them to get pinned 
uh, against the boards. Um, you know, it's watch stuff like that. Watch sort of the net front battles. Like watch how hard it is for somebody to really get set up um, in front of the net. That is, you know, watch how hard it is if they have the puck. It is to, you know, kind of take possession from them or knock them off or force them, um, you know, into a play. Watch how well they protect the puck. That is elements of a physical game. Not necessarily right. just, you know, the fighting and, and body checking and the hits and all that, but it's being able to sort of win physical battles, win the puck battles, keep the other team from knocking the puck off your stick. If you get pinned in one of those battles in the corner, how hard is it for you to get taken out of the play? Or are you going to keep fighting and force, you know, the puck out your way? That is a big aspect of the physical game. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that when they talk about physical play. And shout out to, um, you know, Jeremy Lazan for embodying that last night. And I think that was a good quote uh, from McDonough to kind of highlight Lazan in that area because he's been really good at that this season. Yeah, he has. I think he's been great. I think overall defensively, they did what they needed to do to give UC Saros the support he needed. And again, like you said, we saw really good performance from Saros. I was secretly hoping we were going to get meme David Riddick, who skated into the goalpost and fell over. We did not get that David Riddick. So, wow, you know, great man. game, great game from him. Um, you know, could have stood to maybe not have played that well, but it was just a really good goaltending defensive game last night. Yeah. All right. Uh, you wanted to make a comment about Ryan McDonough plus Cody glass. Uh, There's somebody who both of us love. He made his return to the ice last night and was very, very noticeable. We'll talk about that coming up in just one second. First, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we all come to sports and talk about hockey as kind of a way to escape some of the crazy realities of real life. But let's talk for just a minute about being prepared for those real life realities. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. You know, I can't imagine a more frustrating feeling than if one of my family members needed some of this medicine and couldn't get it at our local pharmacy. Thankfully, there is Jace Medical. The Jace case by Jace Medical is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among other things. These are things that can happen to any of us at any time. So you need to visit jacemedical.com. And you can complete there a phys physician encounter. It's going to be reviewed by a board certified physician. And then your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You can have what you need with you all the time. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. All right, Ann, uh, before the break, we were talking about defense. Uh, you mentioned some Ryan McDonough quote, but you had a point you wanted to make about Ryan McDonough last night. I can talk about Ryan McDonough for days. I think we all know that I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Patrick, but I really wanted to point out just his performance in this game last night. There are very few times, I mean, really and truly very few times, where you watch a game and, and you see Ryan McDonough make a misstep. Like this is a veteran who has seen it all, who has experienced it all, who has um, just 
his experience means that he anticipates basically everything. And so I wanted to give him a shout out because he apparently is concerned that the Nashville Predators may trade a goaltender at the deadline and wants to be sure that Andrew Burnett and Barry Trotz know he is willing to step in at <laughs> any time yeah. as the goaltender. So two really big plays by Ryan McDonough, one uh, kind of a puck kind of uh, in the in the blue and it looked like probably Saros was going to be able to get across the net to stop it or that maybe it was going to hit the post but there's Ryan McDonough with his stick making sure that that puck stays out and getting it to Saros to freeze the game just cool under pressure the other thing that I think we need to give him a shout out for is his diving jump because the puck kind of went up and looked like it was going to come down behind Soros and into the net. And Ryan McDonough literally came out of nowhere. It was very like Edward in Twilight, where the truck was spinning out of control towards Bella, like that kind of speed. Um, he used like vampire-like speed to get over there, bat the puck out of the way. I do want to say I'm a little offended that he ended up in the penalty box for that. What, the, uh, the dive across? Yeah, because the net came off. There was nothing like he was not trying to get the net off. Yeah, to prevent a play. I'm a little offended by that, friends. Nobody puts baby in a corner, so I just want to say a little offended that he made that great play, and his reward for it was to sit in the penalty box and a power play goal. It, but it, just such a great game. So many little things Ryan McDonough does well for this team. It's just incredible to me. It was one of those plays where it's like you understood why it was called. Um, but it was like, you maybe just disagree or maybe disagree with like the, the referees interpretation yeah. of how the play happened. Uh, also shout out to Roman Yossi who had a very similar play. Yep. Uh, what was it? End of first or, you know, in middle the of end of the game, I think. yeah, or yeah. Um, where it was, you know, puck was kind of, it looked like it was also one of those things where it was like kind of fluttering above UC Saros. And I think there was a Kings player, uh, kind of creeping up behind the net that could have easily, you know, batted in and had fell. And then, you know, Roman Yossi just goes his full on bear slap, <laughs> knocking the puck 10 <laughs> feet out of the air. Um, so, yeah, a couple of uh, defenders who, if one of the goalies gets traded, uh, is ready to go out there and uh, be the president's backup. Yeah, that's right. If 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 a scar off is not ready, we have RPM. If he gets injured in a freak breakdance accident, celebrating a <laughs> second period save, uh, UC Saros and Ryan McDonough will be ready. That's right. Uh, and let's talk about Cody Glass. Uh, first game last night in quite some time, time. Uh, and also his best game in quite some time. Um, as we mentioned before the break, very noticeable. Uh, didn't really get on the score sheet, but um, I think was very into the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very engaged, was, you know, really good on the forecheck. I think that's something that needs to be said about him, was really strong forechecking game from Cody Glass last night. Seems to be a little bit of the, the Cody Glass that we saw last year we're just doing a lot of the away from the puck stuff well what did you make of his game last night yeah i agree with you it was really great to see him back in the lineup and i i'm with you didn't make any you know didn't really make the score sheet but i think what we saw from cody glass is this is somebody who really um 
has his game back. I felt like this was what we needed to see from Cody Glass to sort of be reassured that he is going to be okay. It was a fourth line opportunity, but I think he did a great job with it. He also ended up with more ice time than like Phil Tomasino, Yusuf Parsonen, Evangelista Novak. So he really was out there uh, on the ice and, and he contributed very well, I think, on both ends of the ice, drew a penalty on the power play that got the Predators a five-on-three opportunity. But I think he was doing a great job anticipating passes, you know, kind of uh, had some um, turnovers there. So what we want to see from Cody Glass, I think we saw some last night. We just want to see him kind of get back to where he's playing on instinct. He's not playing in his head. So great to see him back in the lineup. And I think it was a really reassuring performance, hopefully for Cody Glass, but I think for everybody else who has been like, hey, when are we going to see him back? And and how is he going to do when he's on the ice? So I thought it was really great to, you know, a great game for him. And you saw him rewarded too with a couple of shifts, uh, a couple of extra shifts, you know, yes. maybe shifts that go to, you know, Tomasino or Evangelista in, in that situation, you know, 12, 12 minutes of ice time uh, for him last night, um, which was, you know, higher than, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of people we just mentioned, like Phil Tomasino, Dennis Garyanov, yeah. um, oh, more than Tommy Novak, which is, you know, kind of saying a lot. So uh, it really does seem like Cody Glass, uh, it seems like Brunette was kind of recognizing the effort uh, he was putting in and sort of rewarding him for those efforts. So that's something you'd like to see from Cody Glass uh, and something that I think Preds fans would love to see more of yeah. in these next couple of games. Uh, and it is going to be a interesting game on Saturday, uh, a afternoon puck drop right. against the Arizona Coyotes, which I guess is noon for them. Yeah, I think yeah, kind of kind of early for a January game. Yeah, uh, and then some interesting games next week. We have Florida Monday night, uh, Minnesota Wild, who have uh, been doing quite good under John Hines right now. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the big one, I think, a week from tomorrow uh, yeah. against the Edmonton Oilers, and I think that'll say a lot about where this team is right now. So a big week's worth of shows next week to get to on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Uh, And in the meantime, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on social media at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me on the socials at underscore NS Morgan or read my work at penaltyboxradio.com. Dot com. That's going to do it for us on this week's editions of the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day every day this week. We will be back next week with all new episodes, and we'll see you then.